Rails and Mysteries is an actual play podcast set in the Missouri Ozarks. To learn more about the Monster of the Week gaming system we use, check out genericgames.co.nz. To learn more about our podcast, go to FletcherJGibson.com and follow the link for Rails and Mysteries. Last time on Rails and Mysteries. A new supernatural creature carrying a man on its back came to town, and the hunters were called to investigate. Gwyneth was out for blood, Aaron and Avis investigated a shed, and John Erickson made dinner. Then the new foe raised the stakes and blew up a bridge. The hunters scramble as the whole of Railsend is threatened. I believe it would be appropriate to do at least a little bit of a recap of what happened last time. Um, Gwyneth, you were bizarrely enough, trying to obtain blood from the hospital, if you recall. Oh, yes. I was, yes. But while and you were I going... And then I got a bit distracted. Yes, by this rider on a horse of some variety. It's been called a bunny horse. I think because of your poor horse skills and knowledge in-game, you don't know what kind of creature this is yet, other than it's horse-like. With really big ears. <laughs> yes, it has big ears. And it had kicked the ambulance into oblivion and had run off with uh, police officers in pursuit. Mm -hmm. Um, Ultimately, there were three cars in pursuit. As they were crossing a bridge in pursuit of this creature and its rider, Um, two of them were on the bridge when the bridge blew up. Yeah. One of the officers was killed. The other that was on the bridge um, was requiring medical attention. Um, Officer Mulberry was the third of the three cars, and he was not on the bridge yet, so he is reasonably unscathed, but certainly displeased. I mean, considering what's happened to him in the past with gunshot wounds, it's probably for the best that he wasn't even in We'd rather him He suffered enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I suspect he's going to suffer more. Oh, probably, yeah. Poor Mulberry. And then, just as we were wrapping up, uh, Aaron got a call from Kirsten, his teenaged high school fan who works at the museum, who said that they just received a list of demands and asked you to come quick. Did she say where to? Like, is is there an assumed location we need to show up to get this information? Did not say, I think we can make an assumption, or you guys can make an assumption, and I can roll with it. I know where I would assume she is. I would assume she's either at the museum or at the high school. Yeah, she's at the museum, I would think. Okay, yeah. so let's head to the museum. I don't want you lot rolling up to the high school. Heavily armed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe in a future episode that would be fun, but. Not for, for today. Day, For today, leave. we need to stay far away from the high school. None yes. of us yeah. are. Well, Erickson's a wholesome character. And then there's Yay. the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could go give a PSA and probably, you know, be a good influence. Alan is not a good influence for children. <laughs> or even or adults. adults. 
I don't even know what he'd do, but whatever it is, it's a bad idea. Yeah, I'm I mean, pretty sure fair, Avis would end up giving people nightmares without meaning to. Erickson is a good person, but he's still killed people. Mm, like... It's true. <laughs> it's true. But we're saying on the, the scale of moral grayness, like, you're the closest to being good. I'm a very light gray. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so I guess the question is... Um, you know, what do you do? Are you guys heading for the museum? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It, seem, it seems urgent. We don't know who sent these demands or what these demands are, but that sounds bad. Also, we lost our only lead, so like, exactly. what else are we going to do? Yeah, like, there's nowhere else that we're planning to go. Okay. And so, I think we have uh, you guys going out to the museum then. And I think Mulberry is probably fine with letting you leave the scene of this attack because he's got some shit to deal with as the highway patroller arriving. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also knows that you guys were, <laughs> while perhaps involved, not responsible. <laughs> so there's that. Accurate. And so I think you're you're rolling up to the museum and there are um, a few cars around. Any ones that we recognize of like... Who else might be here besides Kirsten? Any of them being beat up from a maybe horse, maybe rabbit creature? <laughs> um, I think none of them are more damaged than usual for you guys. Um, I think that there is a chance that you might recognize some of the cars. I mean, this isn't like a high-stakes investigative mystery role, but I'm honestly, Avis, I'm not sure if you would recognize any of these or not. You can roll investigative mystery if you want to. I will. This is a weird investigative mystery, but I will do it. Okay, um, plus sharp. I should probably have that memorized. What is my plus sharp? Okay. Um, that is a nine. Okay, so well. One. Do I recognize so with- these cars? Well, no, and with that, I would just say that you recognize one of the cars as uh, you've seen it at the library. Okay. Is, is it the it car that you rode this, in? Yeah, I was going to say, is this the same car as I rode in with, like, uh, Julie and Doris? Or? Yes. Yes, it is. Damn it. I don't want her here. You're a cruel keeper. Bah. So... Okay, so you're in the parking lot, and there's you can see through the doors of the museum, there's a lot of commotion going on. And I, I think, Aaron, you see uh, Kirsten, and she's looking excited and sort of waving her arms about excitedly as she's gesturing and talking. And you can tell she sees you. Well, I think I'm just going to walk straight in and be like, make sure the other three are with me and like, put on our best professional front. Mr. Aronson, Mr. Aronson, we need you. Yeah. We need your help. We got it. We, we, we. Well, we, the the Ozark Outlaws, got a uh, a message from right, who? Show, from who? Let's see the message. What's going on? We can well, sort this. We should, wait, we should the Outlaws got on. a message, or the Outlaws sent a message. Well, as you, as best as you know, the Ozark Outlaw is an alt-weekly magazine chronicling the weird and unsavory events happening in the greater Ozarks. And they sent us a message, if I recall. Yes. Well, they, they would us. find the truth. Yes. So they're just, they're journalists? 
We're being blackmailed by journalists. Well, I don't know if you're being blackmailed. They just said they'd find the truth. Maybe they're just yeah, investigative sort of, journalists. This is definitely great just mail. because I've interpreted this as threatening doesn't mean it is mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, Alan's got a lot of truth to sell them if they're interested. <laughs> so you have Kirsten, you have Julie Babcock both uh, standing there. I know, Avis, you're a big fan of Julie Babcock. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, apparently they know one another. You've never seen them together before, but they apparently know each other. This makes and sense. they're talking excitedly, and uh, Kirsten has a well, just a, a sheet of paper that's been that's obviously been printed off from the computer. And she says, "Here's what we got: is signed M.S. M.S. Okay. I'm guessing she's handing this to Aaron, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And Aaron, the message says, "Attention, rails end." All internal combustion engines must be destroyed or removed from the city within 24 hours or further consequences will follow. This person's He's... one hell of a Luddite. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. is this like a Luddite? What, what are we doing here? Or a, a really the... ardent uh, environmentalist? Yeah. It's just combustion engines, though. It's not like electronics. Yeah, that's very specific, which is why I'm thinking, like, more... And Kirsten says, and, 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 and not steam engines either. In fact, it was in, like, another one he sent as a he or she or it or whatever it is sent, it said, P.S. Steam engines are okay. That's a weird message. He's very specific. Hmm. So, Before Mr. Man... Aronson, what do we do? What you do is you stay here and you let us know if you get any more messages. These people are dangerous. We don't know what they want, but you should not be getting caught up in this if you can. They've blown up a This is for already. the professionals to do. And for somebody who's killed a cop, they sure are goofy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that, it's true. Um, this is a pretty weird request for somebody who's willing to blow up bridges. Yeah. Yeah, we scuff. We scuff. We had a incident with them earlier today, and they slightly blew up a bridge to. So, so, so blew up a bridge. Just a just a little bit blew up a bridge. Yeah, it someone. had uh, two cop cars on it. That that, that that's that's bad, Mister Aronson. Is are are yeah. we in danger? I hope not. But I wouldn't go near any internal combustion engines for a little while until we've sorted this. How, how, how am I going to get home then, Mr. Aronson? Oh, you've got 24 hours. Just don't go near any combustion engines tomorrow when the warning's taken effect. <laughs> or you can walk. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you've got this little bit of news. And I guess my question is, what do you do now? Do we do have we wanna... any clue what to do? Like, where do we are we wanna... going? I, I was thinking we could go to the library. So we've we've been running in with historical people. Can we look up people who have feuds with combustion engines who have died or something? Is there groups? I don't Research? <laughs> something Aaron. with the initials MS? Yeah, Aaron, yeah the yeah. initials. Yeah, Aaron, could... Do you have friends who could trace the source of the email? 
Yeah, you have like techie friends, don't you? You you email people and shit. I, I, I do have techie friends that I email and shit. You email, track them down. I do use electronic mail. <laughs> Therefore, Avis doesn't even have a cell phone, so... Yeah, I have a teletype. Yeah. Hey, Kirsten, can we... What compute... What email did you... What system did you get that email sent to? It, I made uh, some... It, it, it just came into the info at railsinhistory.net email address here, and she can... She, you know, shows you the computer and, yeah. you know, lets you access it all. And what there's does like, the from bar say on the email? Um, the, I, <laughs> I think we can say that it's, le- reads as from ms at, um, ms1900 dot, uh, we'll say dot org. It doesn't really matter. But, there, it's, it, it's not obviously anyone, but there is another ms in there. But we could try looking around the year 1900. <laughs> It's Bill Gates, and he's running with Microsoft. Yeah. Could be wanting to roll back Windows <laughs> to the 1900 version. Someone must have registered that email somewhere. Once again, it's awfully techy for a Luddite. <laughs> it's a weird combo, isn't it? Yeah, emailing to get rid no of technology. No combustion engines, but email's fine. Yeah. Well, he said steam engines are okay. Yeah. yeah Maybe cool. he owns a rail system? Maybe he's like a pet. <laughs> I, I think he wants to get people to use these um, bunny horse things to, to oh, transport. <laughs> he's trying to monopolize rails in transport system so that everybody has to, to ride these creatures. Plausible at this point. <laughs> Unfortunately, all of the listeners cannot see our keeper's face right now. <laughs> you didn't think I would jump to that conclusion, did you? Well, I thought you might get to that conclusion either a lot earlier, or maybe given how it had progressed, never, never. ever. Like <laughs> I got there. <laughs> Those were both live options. Um... So I'm, I don't think researching is a terrible idea. I do think that we don't actually have that much time. And Can we figure out what these things are? I mean, maybe. We've seen these creatures a couple times. I'm sure there's some encyclopedias on horse-like <laughs> creatures we could take a look at, but I'm not sure that's actually think... going to help us solve the problem. I don't think encyclopedias have horses that reflect magic. I, I've got a, I've got a crazy idea here. What if we use some of our personal emails and email ms1900.org with something cryptic to force them to meet with us? Be like, we know who you are and you want to help. Meet us at Blah at that time. That sounds like a job for you, Aaron. Uh Uh-huh, that does. That sounds like a you thing. I I definitely think this planning an ambush would need all of us. I think at this point, just to sort of help things along, that Avis's dear friend Julie Babcock overhears this and says oh I've emailed him I've I've asked for a meeting to uh, report on the demands of this MS whoever he or she may be because Ozarkers have a right to know okay 
I take like three steps back. Yeah. Firstly, that's way out of your weight class right now. This I'm a journalist, Mr. Aronson. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a monster hunter, and I'm telling you this is dangerous. Okay. But I still, the people have a right to know, Mr. Aronson. Yeah. A man is dead. This is not time for journalism. This is the time for action. <laughs> It's exactly sure the time this for is journalism. The exact time for journalism. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I think you can. I, I guess I'd lay it out here. You, you've got some options. You can loop up with Julie about what she is learning or maybe about to learn from this MS character. You can go to the library. If anyone's got any moves, you can use in the. Uh, history museum you might be able to uh, you know do something on the interwebs or you know other techie tracking none of you are flakes so i don't know that you have the great flake moves that would work there no. i mean mm. i i think the the ways i could be helpful are either in research or trying a hunch but i think if we try a hunch we could fast get in over our heads that being said, if we really want to, to start something and take that 24-hour deadline seriously, that, that would be the way to do it. That's fair. Um, is there any, like, big magic that might be able to help that we could get done within the time limit? Um, um, I mean, I, I could attempt to do a tracking spell. We, we've done it in the past. Um, we need more rock, though. Yeah. I, I would need material components for that. And I mean, do you, some of them are the easy, red, but the stone is the hard part. Yeah, the red rock. We have red rock now. Yeah, but I don't cave. know if that'll work like the green rock. Um, well, we didn't know if the green work right. rock would work yeah, at all last true. time. How about... Well, I think we can. I think we can pursue this in two different directions before we resort to your hunch, Avis. Okay. I think some of us could go to the library and look around 1900 for a guy whose initials were M and S and who hates combustion engines. And then another set of us can work with our lovely journalist friends here and see if they're learning anything. I'm going to the library. I can work with the journalists. <laughs> Make sure that oh, I they don't die. I'll stick with John. Okay, I guess I'm going to the library. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the inevitable pairing has occurred for the first time ever. I'm not sure I'm okay with this. Oh no! Sounds dangerous. Um, so the library is where trouble's gonna go down then. Got it. So I guess I'd ask you, um. Well, we'll just assume. Well. Are, are you taking Frigg to the library? I think it's a little bit of a walk, but you could walk to the library from the History Museum. Gwyneth has driving privileges. Yeah, she I, does. Yes. So, she can so okay. Because I just want to be sure I know where Frigg is to the degree that matters later. So I don't like that. I am concerned now. You don't, don't like that she is driving the van. No, I'm concerned that the position <laughs> of the van is relevant. Uh-huh. Oh, well, um, well. But if you need to chase case... something... You know, um, I'm going to make sure that my gun, my pistol, is in my pocket. 
Your little uh, dimensional pocket? Yeah, special okay. pocket. Yep. Um, okay. As well as I'll grab a road flare. Okay. Um, while you're grabbing stuff out of old frig and running around to load up, uh, I'm just going to grab you for a second and say, okay, I still have no idea what Julie is. So be careful. She's something? Yeah. I, I, I've mentioned she, she's got some variety of magic. It's not the same cool. as mine, but I don't trust her. Be, be careful. Okay. Um, I've, I'll be able to handle it. Worst case, Aaron and I will take care of business. He's looks funny, but he's more competent than I think. <laughs> I mean, if it comes to murder, yeah, I trust him to be able to manage it. But... Well, I, think I, I think we'll least. be okay. Okay. <laughs> I think okay. we'll be okay. <laughs> no, I don't think you're going to murder a child. I think you're competent. <laughs> you're yes. competent yeah, to murder conclusion. a child if that's needed. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, let's go to begin with then. How about with Avis and Gwyneth at the library? And, you know, Julie Babcock had borrowed the car, apparently, to go out to the History Museum. But Doris Babcock is at her station uh, at the library desk and says, Oh, Avis, dear, so nice to see you. Um, Julie tells me there's a bit of a kerfuffle going on. Are, are, are you here to see about that? We're looking into something related to it, yes. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to handle it before it becomes a problem. Um, oh, and is... Is this the other lady I've heard so much about with you, Avis? Oh, yes, hi, yes. Is... My name is Gwyneth. Yeah. Hi, um, Gwyneth. Very nice to meet you. It, oh, it's lovely to meet you, too. I've heard a lot about you. Avis. All just, good things, I hope. Oh, it is. Avis just loves coming to all of those Wednesday night meetings. She well, we would love to life. have her more. You you help her get here, will you, sweetie? Okay, I'll, may, I'll help be her. I'll be her ride. Um, you don't have a car. Daggers. I can take gold break. Daggers. <laughs> Um, I have driving privileges. I mean, I technically do. I just don't drive. Okay, well... Do you have a license? No, but you have left the keys of Frank with me before. You haven't done that. I mean, okay, um, you know, we wanted to do, um, a bit of research into, you know, the turn of the 20th century, the adoption of automobiles with, you know, internal combustion engines... Um, where can we find some newspapers from about 1900? Gwyneth, Gwyneth, I know where the newspapers are. <laughs> oh, yes. Ava spends a lot of time in the oh, local awesome. history section. Let, let me show you, you, you both, just, you know, where it is, just to be safe here. Gwyneth, you're such a dear. You, you know, I, it's good to have you around. Um, you you help our Avis out Someone has to watch Avis's back. Well, we need that because not everybody's as good with the ley lines as our Avis is. Oh, it's true. Avis is just a whiz at those ley lines. She really is. She's straightened them out. Yeah, and you know, I think they may need a bit of tweaking with all of the kerfuffle that's going on, but like, I'm sure Avis can handle it, and I will be here to help her every step of the way. It's a right mess. It's a right mess. But I, I know you two fine young ladies can deal with it. Okay. Mm, Avis is dying inside. <laughs> this is the interaction I wanted. <laughs> 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 All right. 
So, what are you doing in the local section here? I assume there could be an investigate a mystery role. Yeah, I think it's an investigate a mystery role. I'm guessing you have higher sharp than me. I, I want to try to help out, I guess. Um, or would should we do separate? Um, I think really it makes more sense to do one investigate a mystery. Yeah. Since you're both in the same section of the library and all of that. Uh -huh. So, you yeah. know, I don't care. You do, the one with the lowest sharp can do it for all I care. That's fun. Okay, well, I have a You're good at helping sharp. out, though, aren't you? I, I am good at helping out. So maybe you do it because I get yeah. a plus two for helping out instead of yeah. plus one. Yeah, roll to help out. See if you endanger yourself in researching. Well, but we don't know if you need help out. Help yet. That's eight, true. So. That's true. Maybe I'll roll great. I did roll pretty good. Um, That's that's a total of 12. So Okay, you do not need my help. We're okay. my... I just need to distract the helpful library staff. Yes, you can, you can keep doing that. That's that's fine with me. Um, okay. Okay, so I hold two on Investigate a Mystery. I think the big one, the one that is, like, tormenting us, is what sort of creature is it? So, I think that you find many many ads in old newspapers that have old-fashioned illustrations, you know, like pen and ink type illustrations mm -hmm. in the ads. Yeah. That really look a lot like the creatures that you've seen. And what are they advertising? And they're mules. Seriously, we don't know what mules are? I, You know, I asked for you guys if you had even a, a, a little bitty bit of equine knowledge and you all said nope nope got no nothing about horses i mean <laughs> wait so they're mules, mules that reflect magic uh-huh apparently magic mule magic mule that sounds like a drink or something Although, yes. you know, i must admit i was expecting more ridiculous ears than what mules actually have uh-huh i was picturing comical level of ears rather yep. than yeah. mule ears <laughs> It is that like a quarter of the height of the animal. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they're not quite that big. I, I mean, I think we can say canonically that the mules in question are a bit more exaggerated, the mules you've been dealing with. They are yeah. mulier than your typical mule. <laughs> they are, are the, the cartoonist's version of the mule. Yes. Okay. Yes, they're over-exaggerated mules, but they're mules. They're definitely mules. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's that is completely fine. in um, character for this group, though, to not recognize a mule. Not know what a mule is, yeah. That's um, why I didn't push back on your, your declaration of not having equine knowledge. I mean, it's yeah. it's true that there would be no reason for any of us to have much experience <laughs> with anything related to horses. I know rocks and trees. Uh -huh. um, okay, so I have one more question, right? You do. Um... Okay, so Gwyneth, you're also here in the researching. Yes. So I'm between what happened here and what is being concealed here. Do you have a preference? Maybe what happened here? Because I get the feeling something happened in, in the past. That's being, or 1900-ish that's being repeated. I mean, maybe, but honestly, our last mystery had nothing to do with the past, so it could be entirely different. Yeah, but... I'm fine with going with it, but... But the Jesse James one did. That's true. Well, and the one and the Cupies did have something to do with the past. But they weren't like ghosts. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, I will I, I will go with what happened here. 
see if I can find records of somebody with the initials MS who's really against combustion engines and really into mules. Yeah, um, and so I think what you find, you have to go forward a little bit in time, but it's a 1938 newspaper, uh, and it has a story about a Jebediah Smith. And how he had a thriving mule farm north of Rails End. And it was an article about him having to sell off his mules because between cars and tractors coming in, there just wasn't enough demand for them anymore. Did Jebediah have any family or anything? I don't think that there's any mention of that in the article. Okay. Ms's Mule Smith. <laughs> I was gonna say it was some descendant, but I guess yeah. If you want to be really literal, Mule yeah. Smith. It's actually a sentient mule who's just mind controlled someone to try and get rid of cars to bring the mules back to dominance. <laughs> okay, so does that help narrow in on like a location at all from this article or anything like town. that? Well, it was a. Uh, north of town and i I think Mm -hmm. there's even a road but it's not a road that you recognize um i think the name of the road is jenny lane jenny lane okay and it's jenny not as in it's j-i-n-n-y lane Makes sense. We tracked him to a road that went north of town. Yeah. yeah. But there, you are not familiar with anything called Jenny Lane. I'm going to pull out my phone and open up Google Maps and look for Jenny Lane. So I can tell you whenever you just pull up Google Maps, it, it doesn't pop up. Can I search It's some Jenny old Lane? name. Yeah. I think if you were to roll huh. investigate a mystery you might have a chance of learning something more. Right now, there's no Ginny Lane. Let's do it. In existence. Ah, okay. Nope, that failed. And that, <laughs> I lost... Oh, no, there they are. I found them. <laughs> seven. It's a seven plus one for an eight. Okay. So you get one you know, question. I, I'm guessing yeah. where did it go would apply? <laughs> yeah. I well, think so that if you would... Want- yeah, where did that road go? Yeah, <laughs> where did it and go? So I, I think you have found a volume in the uh, local history section that is basically a uh, conversion from old addresses to, to the addresses that were assigned places after the renumbering for emergency services circa 1990, say. And so while you don't have an address for Jenny Lane, you... Uh, see that Ginny Lane was renamed County Road 1910. Which was the okay. email address. It was 1910, right? We're going to say so. I can't remember. It was 19-something. Oh, yeah. It was 1900, yeah. but yeah. Well, then we'll say it was 1900. County Road 1900. All right, well, this... I'm going to show it to Avis and be like, I think this is the place we need to go. Okay. Um, now, you don't have an address. You just have a... Nope, but that's a lot of road. down the road. 
Yeah, I mean, we can go look. Um, I, I don't think we want to run off without the guys. No. Um, we need to bring Aaron's murder tendencies with us. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we should probably head back to the museum and see if they're done or what has happened. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, and let's go back to the guys there at the museum, uh, working with Julie Babcock and Kirsten, Aaron's biggest fan. Uh, what do you do? I think Alan's quite tempted to take a mentorship role and try and work out what their plan is for doing this and be like, I've got some tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> I, I've worked in all sorts of places. If you've got a plan for meeting someone dangerous... I can help you tidy out the plan and work out the kinks and keep things safer. Mm-hmm. I know and that as... if I tell you not if I tell you not to do it, you're gonna do it anyway and do it stupidly. So I might as well help you do it safely with backup plans and provisions. Uh that's I think that's really astute. And I think Kirsten, there's nothing to even roll for. She just looks at you adoringly and is sort of smiling at you. And Julie, on the other hand, is looking a little bit more suspicious. And I think you're going to need a role to manipulate Julie to get her to include you in on her plans. But I think you're going to get a plus one because her friend Kirsten is certainly trying to get you to help out. Well, that plus one is really helpful because I... That brings me up to a ten because I rolled a five with... No, I rolled a four. Nope. A six because I can do maths. <laughs> Plus three, plus one, and that brings me to a ten. Got there eventually. So I saw one of my dice, and then saw the, read that one. I had a moment. Just, just move on, guys. I'm really glad day. that Oxford trained physicists are so capable at arithmetic. <laughs> um, but we'll go with that. So, with for a ten, you know, they'll do it for the reason you give, right? So, um. Julie kind of scowls at you a little bit, but she says, okay, Kirsten says that you've done all sorts of dangerous stuff like this before. So here's the deal. I emailed this MS person saying, let's meet and discuss your demands and why you're making them. And, you know, I want to learn more for the Ozark outlaw. And I haven't heard back yet. Okay. So what, what should I do, Mr. Aronson? So in a sort of situation like this, you need to pick your location well, plan out an escape route, and have a backup plan when things start to go disastrously wrong. And then you hear a ping, and she's like, okay, I've got an email on my phone here. Let's see what it is. Oh, it's from this MS person, and it says, when and where? So when and where should it be, Mr. Aronson? general convention on this seems to be that most people are unwilling to cause pub- trouble in public e- events. That keeps neutral parties better. Out Aaron, of character. Matt is basing this on movies. <laughs> I'm gonna um, step in at this point and say we maybe don't want it in a public area considering he just blew up a bridge <laughs> and doesn't seem to have uh, many problems with public destruction. Yes. Maybe more remote my colleague this here person. speaks truth. I was about to say that, but he just jumped into Catchery. <laughs> but he's, 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 he's a good one. You can listen to him. In addition, you might not want flat plains, considering he gets away on horses. And having an area in which it's harder for him to escape, in case we need to 
talk with him more. Uh, it would be helpful for us to have this in a more cluttered, maybe indoor area. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of cluttered indoor areas. We could try the library, I guess. Yeah. That would work. That would work. Okay, I'm so she, I'm sure, she types I'm sure like, we've got some friends in the library who'd be happy to lend it to us with a <laughs> few questions asked. She types furiously on the phone and then gets a ding back and says, um, this email says, not the library. So I guess that's out. Yeah. I guess the other thing that will screw with a horse is woodland. <laughs> well, there's nothing but woodland around. Didn't he get away uh -huh. from the woods? Yes. That is true. Yes, the mules darted through the woods with no problems. Yeah, that's true. I, I, they are magic horses. I, I got kicked. You did get kicked. Yeah. Um, we could try the diner. Okay, that's and so Julie types in with the diner and then gets a ding back quickly that says, Nowhere indoors. Hmm, he's pretty smart. I'm going to take John aside and make a suggestion. If, d d is it public knowledge that we've gone to old man Lawson's house? To us ground oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> is it yeah, let's just go meet at Gwyneth's <laughs> place. It's not Just public my knowledge house! That you live there. Yeah. But, um, I'm thinking now, since he doesn't want indoors and we can't prevent his escape very wide open areas in which we can track his escape or chase yeah. in a vehicle or with bullets yeah. would be I more effective. Yeah. I think long term here, we don't want to interfere with this meeting unless we have to. I get the feeling that these people are going to get into far more trouble and helping them enable a meeting just for conversational purposes will probably work better for us long term than trying to shoot up a meeting between a kid and a murderer. That's fair. Um, however, in the past, the people who have been resurrected or conjured by these red stones haven't been very uh, easily swayed. Yeah. But if, he, if he's meeting to explain his plans, he's probably not in it to kill her. Or hot her. That's fair. Um, right, we, we want to be backup. We don't want to be the main plan here. In that case, maybe we could meet him downtown, outside. In the park where we, f where we first we came up? Or closer on the streets, I was thinking. So yeah. while this is all going on, Julie finally pipes up and says, Done. I'm meeting him at the College of Mines Quadrangle just after sundown. There we go. Okay. And I know you two have great, well... Agent Erickson especially has great memories of the quadrangle. Uh, or not Yeah, memories, more like Considering haze. I was tranked. <laughs> tranked haze. Okay, so. Obviously, as a reporter, you're not to be recording the conversation in some way. I'm going to suggest that you have a feed to us going on. We're not going to interfere at all if everything goes swimmingly. Look, look here, Aronson. This is my scoop. You got that? Oh, I'm I'm not in this for the scoop, mate. I'm in it to stop trouble brewing. I, I, I'm in it to help you learn the ropes, mate. We're cool. I'm not going to steal your scoops. 
Deal. Deal. I, I'm your backup here. You, you get all the cred. <laughs> Great. Well, we'll go get ready then. Okay. And so I um, think, do you guys have anything else you want to do at the museum before Gwyneth and Avis return? Once they leave, I want to snoop around just a little bit. Okay. And see if I can find any, like, signs of magical practice. Um, like, okay. actual magical practice. Um, just casually. Yeah, I'm going to get myself into trouble. I, I guess uh, that's investigate a mystery. Um, okay. Okay, that's an eight. Okay. Uh, what is being concealed here? Um, you know, this is an interesting little avenue you're going down here, Agent Erickson, and as you're poking around kind of the... To call it a reception desk is probably overstating it. I mean, this is not a fancy museum with, you know, docents and stuff like that. It's got a tour guide <laughs> named Kirsten who's apparently being helped out by her pal, Julie. And in this desk, however, that's near the front uh, door, you see one of the doors is slightly ajar. And there's a card poking out of it. And I think whether you're deviating from your lawful good alignment or just overcome by curiosity or whatever it is, um, you tug on it a little bit and you realize it's a tarot deck that's in there and there's one card sticking out. Okay. I'm just going to note it and put it back. Okay. I'm not trying to steal anything. Um, you're not even going to look at the card? just looking around. Oh, I want to know what card it is. I want to note it. Note it down. What, what card it is. is it? Um, you know what? We'll just go for broke and say it's death. Awesome. Because <laughs> what else is it going to be? That could be good. That could be bad. You don't know. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. But and it's just the top top card of a deck, a tarot deck that's in the drawer. Okay. So great. Well, make Put everything back. Okay. John doesn't know much about magic, so he doesn't know if tarot is real or not. <laughs> I have to go talk to Avis. I well, feel and like Avonson has definitely used a tarot deck at some point as well. Almost well, definitely. And I think Avis is, you know, showing up now with Gwyneth. And I guess I don't want to steal the narrative, but what I would say is that if you're a teenager in Rails End and you feel you have some magical abilities you're probably not going to know where to start, and so you might decide you want a tarot deck. I think it's probably a common, like, I'm going to give the cult a try tarot deck. Yeah. Yeah. I'll report to Avis. I'll just tell her. Um, nothing weird going on so far. We're going to meet them at the College of Mines, uh, this bunny rider dude. Okay. Um, they have a tarot deck. I don't know if that's a magical focus or not. Probably not. Um, that's more your field. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably not. Meanwhile, oh. I did draw death. Oh, just like right off the bat? That uh, was the top card. Okay. Um, Going great. Yeah, I mean, it could mean nothing. It could mean something. I, 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 yeah, I don't know what to tell you on that. 
Also, those um, horse rabbit things, uh, they're mules. Yeah, we discovered that we are just dumb and that they are mules. They're just regular mules. Or more exaggerated no. mules. But they're mules. Magical mules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, we found a, a road that we think might be relevant. Yeah, we think we it have an address. called Jenny Road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have an we don't have an address. It's just a road we need to drive down and see what's up. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, we discovered that the um, delightful young women who work here have already scheduled themselves a meeting with the perpetrator. And rather than doing the stupid thing of trying to prevent it and have it go on under more dangerous circumstances, we've decided the best policy is to support and jump in when things inevitably go wrong. However, and if the mule rider is at the li at the college, we could be at Jenny Road or whatever. So you're saying we leave mm. these people to deal with whoever this is on their own, and... I'm saying in this one instance, we can Scooby-Doo and split up. <laughs> I'm not sure I love Are that. Are you okay, Erickson? This is a one-time thing. <laughs> okay, if we're gonna Scooby-Doo it, let's at least be strategic about who is where. Oh, what is our so. strategy? Remember, what is, what is our determination? Wherever I am, there's gonna be gunfire. Okay. Mostly at me. Let's keep you yeah. away also, from Also, I do not, in the nicest way, I do not trust Gwyneth in a situation that requires restraint. <laughs> Gwyneth, Fair. you can definitely go explore somewhere. If things go wrong, John is definitely the person I prefer to have at my back helping here. So what you're saying is the dream team combo is continuing. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so... Plus, we've already built up some rapport here. So you're telling me that I'm supposed to go check out a place where we think there might be magical mules while you guys meet the villain with some shady journalists? We're not meeting him. We're watching him meet I'm not sure people. that's better. And they're not high school journalists. They're, they're high must, schoolers. They're I not shady not. journalists. They're high school journalists. They're shady. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I must say, I... These this mules, is one plan. We do not have to do this plan. Yeah, but, just because I suggested it. But the mules it. are magic resistant. So if Avis is there, she's either going to be very squishy and not very offensive. I have a gun, Gwen. Oh, you do? Uh-huh. Have you used it? Or do you know how to fire it? She knows I how know to fire it. I know how to use a shotgun, okay. yeah. All right, then we're fine. My concern was that you would just, like, attack things, and it would just bounce off. I mean, that's a reasonable concern. I'm not saying I'm going to do great. I, I prefer magic, but I'm not, you know, entirely hopeless. So... Are we doing my plan? It sounds like we are. I, is there I'm, another I'm option? Cool. Is there another option? Because I don't like it a lot. Well, what I time to... is it? I think that you're. it's a time where you're going to have to start making a decision somewhat soon because this meeting yeah. is going to happen just after sundown. But, you you know, you have time to make reasonable preparations if you have something in mind. I'm not going I to be... I would like 
to buy a pair of handheld self-defense tasers to give to each of them. What? Because <laughs> I don't want to trust. I don't trust them with a gun, but I feel like I want to send the kids in with something. <laughs> oh, for the kids! Yeah. Okay. yeah. What? Don't most high schoolers already carry like pepper spray and all that, or is that not a no. thing? I I, I don't think no, that's, a that's not a thing. thing. That's a thing in the city. <laughs> you yeah. ain't in the city, big guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see if I can. I assume if America sells guns, they have to sell like a pepper spray and a taser and like a Walmart or something. <laughs> so okay, Aaron, I, I think, think that you are able, <laughs> against my better judgment. <laughs> You're able to find some pepper spray. And I think that unless there's something else you want to cover, we can sort of skip ahead then to where you're talking with Kirsten and Julie as they're getting ready to do this meeting. If that is appropriate and makes sense to everyone. I don't want to cut anyone else off, but I think we can skip to that point. This is going to go so bad, guys. I just want to say it before it happens. I, but you have warmed the cold, cold cockles of your keeper's heart with this Okay, plan. I'm glad you're this happy. This is so incredible. So, I don't like the plan now he said that. Really, it took that? It took that for you to think this was bad? So, you are there at the quadrangle with Kirsten and Julie, uh, Agent Erickson and Aaron Aronson are. Mm-hmm. I assume Gwyneth and Avis are driving out to what was formerly Jenny Lane. Um, and Aaron, you are presenting. Um, I assume you're wanting to present this pepper spray to the two young ladies. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna like draw into my forest, dramatically unveil two cans, one on top of each of my hands, and be like, "Brought you something in case things go wrong." Julie starts laughing. Pretty sure she's magical. No, and then she reaches into the hip pocket of her jeans, and she pulls out a small pistol, <laughs> which is locked. Oh. <laughs> Okay, she means business. Also, Look, buddy, I've got stuff. a concealed carry permit to the degree you need anything like that. I hate America. <laughs> um, also, word of note, I did remove, like, a tarp uh, with my sniper rolled up in it from the van. Okay. And I'm wearing it on yep. my shoulder. That's fine. It's that's not fun. out and proud, but it is with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, yep. and um, you all are. Uh, where do you want to set up around the uh, the I, quad here? How are you wanting to do this? Is it reasonable to assume that we can have some sort of listening device on the kids that use? Yeah, I, I think Julie has agreed to that. She's going to, I, you know, I, I don't want to mention any uh, trademarks, but she's going to use a uh, let's call it a. Nipe. She's going to nipe you in from her <laughs> phone. So you'll be able to hear hear the audio that she hears. And she's also got a, a digital audio recorder she's going to use to record the conversation. Right. I'm going to also set up a code word. Like when she says like storm or something, then we, we have to rush out and help her. Storm. Mr. Aronson, storm. so you're telling me that storm is our code storm word here. Code word? Yes. If things have gone wrong, just casually mention the word storm and... I'm supposed to casually mention the word storm and then you're going to do what? Rush in and save me, big guy? I think me and Mr. Glock will be okay. Yeah. We're we're here if you need us. 
Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. Kirsten, meanwhile, saying, it's it's very good to know, Mr. Aronson. It's very good to know. Having run a few of these ops in the past, you'd be surprised what a Glock can't can't help you with. (laughs) Well, so far, this is Julie speaking again. I've got these two girls that I'm trying to do here. But um, Julie says, so far, Mr. Aronson... Mr. Glock's gotten me out of every problem I've gotten myself Why into. Is she, is she named yeah. Mr. Glock? Why? Because yeah. it's a Glock. <laughs> and it's obviously a man. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think we're. So, are you guys trying to just hide at the edge of the quadrangle in some shrubbery or something then? Or trying to get um, into one of the buildings? I think we know some of the good hiding spots. You probably from do our... from your time with Lackler. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to try to just set up, um, sit down. I don't want to pull out the sniper or anything. Um, just have it lean against me. Or have in it in fact, in and I'll propose this. This is something I think you could do. Um, I think you have a key to Jane Lackler's old office that the position hasn't been filled yet. Mm. Ooh, even better. And I think she's got oh, a window that overlooks the quad. How high up? Uh, third oh, yeah, story. I think we established it was third story before. Yeah. Is right. there anything that we could set up in case I need to jump out of this window? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to try to set something up in case you need to jump out of that window? Yes. Is there... She was a metallurgy professor. Ostensibly. Does she have rope? Oh, God, yeah, this yes. Is she has rope? Oh yeah, awesome. she has scads of rope. I'm gonna set up a uh, a little like move a desk to the window and tie the rope around the desk so that I can throw it out the window in case I need it. In fact, as you're doing that, I think you see a rope ladder that has already been affixed to her desk. <laughs> Easy enough. She was a crazy woman, but well prepared. She was very well prepared. Okay. And so, as all of that is going down, I think that Gwyneth and Avis, you're driving out on what is now County Road 1900. And you're looking for, well, what are you looking for? Um, anything that looks suspicious or anything that has... Do you want me to look for a disturbance in the force? Yes, I I would, Avis. Yeah, because, I mean, you're seeing it's a lovely area. It's It's a lovely area. It's hilly. There's trees that are fully leafed out. It's great. You see some deer grazing. There's wild turkeys. The recent lack of uh, of Avis as a Jedi references is Uh severely disturbing. It's it's a severely disturbing thing. But don't worry. I I got the the good feels going. Um, The Force is speaking (laughs) to me. Um, It's plus sharp. Okay. And I got a total of 12 on my hunch roll. Which I don't think I've ever rolled that well on a hunch, to be honest. Um, So I get to where I need to be just in time to intervene and not get myself necessarily in trouble. Okay, so... And specifically, you're trying to get to... What? Where, Where... I guess... Because there's multiple places you might need to be. Yeah. So are you looking for the old mule farm? What are you looking for? The mule farm, particular, like I'm, I'm seeking the vibes of magic that I might need to to get involved with out here. 
how you like okay that's perfect i don't know how you want to make my hunch work in the past it's been showing up where Mm -hmm. there's danger and but i'm specifically looking for vibes of magical mules and i think that's (laughs) perfect because there's frankly there's at least three different areas yes and so i think what happens is as gwyneth is driving north out of town working towards uh county road 1900 you know you take the old state highway that's paved out of town and it goes by you know a smattering of the old businesses this isn't the route out of town that goes by the stay a while it's this much smaller road um not as well frequented you uh as you're going along you see these various establishments you know nothing too big the most prominent one is something called the old dutch tractor company which is a tractor Mm -hmm. dealership as you're going out of town and you go past that and you turn off onto uh county road 1900 and it's a gravel road that goes up a steep hill up onto a ridge and you're feeling more and more tingly as you go further out of town and as you're going down county road 1900 and it's winding around and mostly going uphill once you get to the top of the ridge, you feel all a tingle, and you know there's something that's been going on around here. It's... And there's an old barn that is at the top of the ridge that there's a driveway just off of the road, and that feels really tingly. And you can actually look out, and you can see rails in down below you from up there. I think this is the place. How are the tingles, Avis? Are we getting in at the right yeah, place? we're close. I'm thinking that barn is... X marks the spot, so let's find a place to park old Frag and walk in there, because I don't think we should just go driving up the driveway. Um, let's go! Yeah, Hello! Um, let, no. Let's put a place to pull off and hide Frag. Yep. Okay. So, what do you want to investigate? There's an old farmhouse, and there's an old barn, and there's some old pens that have been obviously repaired. Like, they look old, the lumber... In the posts, and, you know, it's sort of like a corral fence almost, where it's, you know, a wooden fence. It's old, but in good order. Um, I think the barn yeah, I'm first. Yeah, the barn first. I'm, the farmhouse might have more information, but I want to see if the mules are here before we do. Yeah, before we start breaking and entering. Yeah. Okay. And you're able to go into the barn, and you see that there's on one side there are three stalls are they they full in them yeah well do you want to look into the first stall yep i will look into the first stall and oh i am going to before we get into any danger i am just going to put on the record that i am heavily armed my sniper is across my back my magnum is on my belt like i have my shotgun and a big knife (laughs) okay okay um, and so you're going to peek into the first stall. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. It's very dark in there. You think you see something moving at the back of the stall, but you're not sure what it is. Flashlight. Okay. Right, I point a flashlight. You turn on the flashlight. And the stall and see if. And you do that, and you see an enormous mule, bigger than any of the mules you've seen so far. And it is looking right at you with its big, broad eyes. Hello there. Um, 
So I. This kind of snorts at you. Oh, so no. I think we found the right place. Yep. I, I, I look into the next stall. Is there anything? It's empty. And the next one? Um, there's a medium-sized mule in there. So he seems and to. It's it's his... very excited. Hi. <laughs> You're a very excited mule. It's rattling the gate to the stall. Uh, okay, so we found the mules. Now what? Well, he seems to have taken the small one out for his little meeting. Um, shall we try to poke around the house and see what we can find? Um, yes, uh, let's. <laughs> I'm going to back away from the mules. A little concerned about the one rattling its stall, but... I don't know. What are we going to do about it? It's it's going to stay there, um, and we should go to the house. As you're turning to go back out of the house, uh-huh. you hear a big crashing sound, and the gate to the first stall splinters open. Of the really big one? And, yes, the biggest mule you've ever seen is coming out after Does this you. count as a monster? Yes, it very much counts as a monster. I, I, um, I need to make sure because I can I can com- communicate with monsters, but I'm not sure how I can communicate with just regular mules. So if it counts as a monster, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but to be clear, you can only communicate to monsters in a way that is in compliance with the intellect and thinking of the monster. I mean, right? it's true. It's true. But you can. Do things to calm down horses and that sort of shit, right? Like, <laughs> does Amos know what those things are? No, we're gonna just have to try. So, this mule is looking at you as you are looking at it. I, I just sort of freeze and hold up my hands, like, whoa, whoa, okay, um. And as this is happening, you realize that there's actually another mule in the stall as well, and it comes out. And it's as big as the other one. How did you both fit in there? How big are these stalls? These are big stalls. Okay. Like Monster it, mule. Yeah. And so there's now two of them, and they occupy pretty much the entire aisle down in the barn. And they're both looking at you, Avis and Gwyneth. Avis, are you going to do the mental thing, or should I, uh, I prepare to shoot? I don't think I can manipulate the minds of animals. That's not really what I do. All right, sniper rifle's coming off my back. Um, I'm going to start backing up slowly. Just like... Yep. Sniper easy. rifle's at the ready. I'm backing so, up. At this point... Could I read a bad situation? There. Yes. That's what I'm trying to do, really. I'm trying to give us time to figure out what the hell to do here. Yeah. Before Gwyneth open fires on these mules and kills you all. Okay, that's plus sharp, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, that's an 11. So that's hold three? Yeah, hold three. Is it three or two? It's three for rebound situation. Okay. Um, Okay. Poof. Um... I'm going to start with, are there any dangers here we haven't noticed? Are the mules the only problem? So, this doesn't quite answer 
your question, but I think I should emphasize it again, mm -hmm. is that the medium-sized mule, which is sort of beside you because you're sort of backed up to the end of the barn mm -hmm. aisle there, mm -hmm. as these two big mules are approaching towards you, this medium-sized mule is just losing... Well, it's just having a conniption trying to get what? out like it's big okay. friends Okay, so we're going to have more problems if that one gets out. Okay, got it. Um, but uh, beyond that, there are no other dangers lurking in this barn. Cool. Um, second one... I think I know what the biggest threat is. We don't need to discuss that. Um, is it the giant mule? Yeah. What's, yes. the, biggest what's mule. the best way out? Okay. Well, this is an old barn. Mm -hmm. And these stalls are an obvious retrofit to the barn. Okay. Um, but there is two one side and as you're like facing towards the door you came in on to the back of you is a wall to the right are the stalls and to the left is a hay manger there is a floor above you well a ceiling above you that is the hay loft you know from your knowledge of barns and having entered into this particular barn that there is a door out of the hay loft that's above the door you came in and that two ginormous uh, draft mules are between you and the door on the ground floor. But if you could somehow get up into the hayloft, you would have a way out. That did not involve going through the mules. Is there a ladder somewhere? Yeah. I think as you're casting about, that's when you don't even have to roll for. Yeah, There's a ladder. Part of, like, what's the best um, way out? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, then I have one more. Yes. Um, let's see. What do I want to use here? Uh, looking at these mules, what's most vulnerable to me? Because <laughs> I have another hold, and that's the only one that makes sense. So. Yeah. You know, they don't look very vulnerable. Okay. Great. They have huge you know, exaggerated ears. And I think you've heard before that sometimes horses in general and mules in particular don't like having their ears messed with. Um, you also, I think from all of your reading earlier in the day at the library, mm -hmm. discovered that mules, at least well-trained mules and valuable mules, uh, like having work to do. So you don't know, well, so my point being is that you don't know what these mules have been trained to do. But they haven't And job. you don't know if it is attack invaders. Uh -huh. You don't know if it's like, I don't know, give horsey back rides. You don't know what it is we, they we do. We don't know. What, they're just ominous. We don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. But ominous. you do know that ominous there's, that, that in general, if you could figure out like how to control these mules, like the people train mules yeah. and, and you read about the mule skinners who would train up the mules and, you know, get them to do their, their work. And you don't know how, you know, to skin these mules as the, as the saying would go, but you know that probably they're, they're trained given the way they've been taken care yeah, of. Yeah. We here. just don't know how they're controlled. Yeah. Um, okay. Exactly. So I'm going to, 
point to the ladder to the hayloft and say to Gwen, okay. we're going up. They can't follow us up, so let's go. Um, you first. Okay. Okay. I'm I think that's going to be an act under pressure from both of you to get up the ladder. Watch me fail. Remember, you have the plus one. Oh, that's right, from reading one. a bad situation successfully. I'm glad I have a plus one. That helps. Um, what is my plus cool? Plus one. Um, okay, even with that plus one, it's a nine. Okay. So, I think that there's going to be a price to pay here. Uh-huh. And you can't climb up the ladder while carrying a shotgun. You can get up the ladder, but you're going to have to leave your shotgun. That's such a happy face you're making. I don't want to leave the shotgun. There is some deep pain and concern <laughs> I, here. I really don't want to. Um... You're welcome to be trampled by mules if you want to. Fine, I'll leave the damn shotgun. I'll... It's me and my big knife, I guess. I, I mean, if I can't use magic, that's where we're at. Great. Um, I climbed the damn ladder. I, I will tell you that these mules in question, there's two of them. <laughs> they each have the ability to deliver something in the neighborhood of six to ten points of harm per attack. Get up I'm that ladder, the damn ladder. I, Okay, what? I'm leaving the shotgun. It pains me to do so, <laughs> but I'm doing it. All right. Way I'm more than a gun. Cliff is going <laughs> to sling her sniper rifle across her back again and follow Avis up the ladder. All right, you need to roll goes. to act under pressure. Oh. It's a 12. Okay, so you do it. You have no problem. You got your sniper rifle slung over your back, and you scamper right up that ladder. And then I think we need to go back to the College of Mines. So it is just after sundown, and you guys see the two young women out on the quad, and you're able to even hear them you know, conversing a little bit over the line they have open to you, Aaron. They're just, you know, talking about this, that, and the other thing, you know. I, I don't even know what high school girls talk about, boy bands or whatever it is. And... <laughs> Classes. I mean, I guess, no. I guess, I don't know at this point, but I'm going to guess not That yet. test that you took three weeks Probably ago. Not. Those sorts That's of things. Um, and, and then, all of a sudden, you see a figure... And they see a figure approaching from the other end of the quadrangle, and it is leading a small mule into the quad. And the two young women start walking to meet this figure in the middle of the quadrangle. Now, I would, I guess at this point, ask whether either Erickson or Aronson want to read a bad situation or anything about this as... MS is meeting Kirsten and Julie in the middle of the quad. I would love to. Nice. This is one of my advanced moves, so hopefully this works out well. Um, well, it's not going to be advanced. But that is a seven. Okay. Wait. Yes, seven. Yeah. So that's a hold one. Um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed, such as, like, is this guy concealing a gun? Or yeah. Does he have more mules? I think that is a great question. And 
from your perch up on the third floor of the metallurgy building, it's hard to really make out a lot about this individual. He's wearing that uh, billowy red duster again, and you can't really tell if he's got anything under the jacket from your vantage point. But you do notice something peculiar, which is that he's leading what seems to be a pack mule. But the packs that are on the mule, the packs seem to be empty. He's going to steal some calls on the way back. Or he already placed some bombs. (laughs) Oh, damn. It's bombs. (laughs) So, Um, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to take off. Uh, I'll leave the keys with Aronson, but I'm going to go look for bombs. <laughs> Where are you looking? Um, just around this area. I'm going to try to protect the people in the immediate vicinity. Um, and if there's no bombs, like, within a dangerous area around the two children... Or talking to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I he wouldn't move. have been able to place bombs where we were watching. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to look like yeah. around the buildings and from yeah. vantage point. This will be like, see. if it fits his MO from last time, it'll be where the escape route went. Also true. Kind of focusing around those areas. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that as you're off looking for explosive devices, Agent Erickson. I think, Aaron, you're still upstairs in Lackler's office listening to yep. this conversation. And you hear Julie say, hello there, MS. Nice evening we're having. And you hear a sort of raspy voice say, it is a nice evening, but I expect there's a storm coming. And Julie, you know, keenly, she catches, yes, I think there is a, some weather coming maybe because she doesn't want to give you the alert word and you know they talk a lot and you ultimately you hear this ms say technology's gone too far the mules are a noble breed they can't propagate themselves they're a hybrid it takes humans to propagate more mules to to breed them and to train them up these internal combustion engines have ended the noble mule's service to humanity. It's gone too far. It's gone too far. Technology's got to be rolled back. All right, and so, Aaron, you're just listening there. I'm not acting until trouble hits. Okay. And this is the conversation that's going on, and this guy is going into extraordinary detail about how his great-grandfather had to close the mule farm where his family had raised mules for generations and how it was devastating to the local community of Rails Inn for the mule industry to die away because so many mules were bred and trained in the area. And on and on and on, um, he talks about the broodmares and the donkeys, and he has an extensive knowledge of mules and a great fondness for mules and an obsessive, deranged hatred of the internal combustion engine that eradicated the need for mules. He particularly has a great hatred for tractors. He doesn't like trucks. He doesn't like cars, but he hates tractors. And Agent Erickson, I think that 
as you're looking for bombs, you should probably roll to investigate a mystery. I can tell you as you're rolling this, there's not a bomb close enough for you to find, but what you discover beyond that may depend upon the roll to investigate a mystery. I rolled a nine, but do I get the plus one for acting from the read a bad situation? Uh, you know, I think you do. So that would make it Look a at 10. us remembering okay. rolls. Wow, you guys are doing so good. And I'd ask you previously to remember that you got that plus one since I'm never going to remember it. We did it. Um, so uh, I guess I could ask what can it hurt? <laughs> or no, let's do what what is being concealed here. That's a better question when I'm looking All right. for bombs. And I think you're sort of working around the quadrangle. It sounded like you were trying to, um, you know, see if there are bombs hidden in the buildings on the college campus. And there mm -hmm. definitely are not bombs hidden on the college campus. But as you've finished your sweep and you're peering around the corner of a building, I will say it's the geology building to take a peek at this meeting that's still going on on the quadrangle. You can tell that this gentleman in the red duster is getting more and more animated. And you realize that he's got his hands behind his back as he's talking to Julie and Kirsten. And he's holding something in one of those hands. And he's sort of rubbing his thumb up and down it like he's eager to do something with it. Okay. So he's got a, like a flicker. And I think our friends, the old Dutch Tractor Co., are about to go boom. You can put two and two together, can't you, Agent Erickson? <laughs> well, I haven't seen the Tractor Co., yes. but uh, <laughs> yeah. from my notes here. If it bears mentioning, it probably bears blowing up, doesn't it? Of course. Um, and if that isn't a quote, I don't know what is. If it bears mentioning, it bears blowing up. Yep, sure. So I have one more question. But, you do. Um, none of them. What can it hurt? Everything. <laughs> what can Where it did hurt? It go? Can I get a, what was it going to do, as in, is he planning on blowing up the tractors now in this conversation, or is he going to, like, like in some kind of weird flourish, or is he going to wait yeah, and do it later? Yeah, I, I think that there is definitely a weird flourish. This particular villain okay. loves his weird flourishes, and so... Aaron, up in his, you know, perch, observing all of this, is able to yeah. hear this gentleman say that I am the 21st century's mule skinner. I'm going to return mules to a place of prominence and honor in our society, and I'm going to end the tyrannical reign of tractors. And with that, he, Aaron, Aaron you hear a click. Agent Erickson, you see him smash down on a button. Oh, no. And meanwhile, all the way outside of town to the north side on the ridge from the loft— before you manage to jump down, you see a giant flash, and then just a little bit later behind the light, you hear a kaboom as the old Dutch tractor company 
blows up. Oh, damn. So I think things are going sideways in that conversation. <laughs> Avis, are you okay? No, that, that's real bad. Because I think we need to jump now, Avis. I think we do, yeah, yeah. Is there... We're just gonna jump out of the top half of the barn. Great, like, okay, here we go, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't have a better plan. So yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> okay, it is about a 12 foot uh -huh, drop. Yeah. And you just gonna take a leap. You wanna read another bad situation here. I'll read another bad situation. It's a real bad situation. Something just blew up. Yeah, and it is a bad some, situation. Some murderous a Very mules. close, very large explosion. Well, I'm not reading this situation. What? I am what not is going it? up. No, what is... Oh, good. Um, that's a total of six, I believe. So if you want to try to help out, you go help out. I'm going to help out. Okay, go for it. Roll. How are you helping out, Gwyneth? By casing the situation? Yeah. We're both well, standing um, at this opening in the hayloft being like... Do you... What is the thing I add on for uh, helping cool. out? Cool. 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 Okay, that is much yep. better. Because uh, that's a seven. Okay, so you give me, what, plus two? <laughs> I give you a plus but two. But you expose yourself to danger. And expose yourself and to danger. And I expose and myself to danger. It's a plus one. So I have a, a special plus, plus two. Plus one. Ah, cool. Um, so I have so, an eight, so I don't level up. And I get one hold. So, and so, I guess let's begin, Avis, with your hold. What's because the best that way out? Okay. Um, you can just simply jump out of the hayloft uh -huh. window. And that is about a 12-foot drop. Mm -hmm. And it also is going to be right in front of the barn Indeed. door. Which is not going to help Where us. those two enormous draft mules could come a running right after uh -huh. you. But you see that on one side of the barn, though it's side away from the stalls, over by where the manger uh -huh. is, that the old metal roof uh -huh. is beginning to wear away. Like the, the nails are coming out, and so you can probably push one of the sheets of tin up and slide out, and because of the angle of the roof, it's still going to be a drop, but it's not going to be 12 feet. It's going to be uh, a much more manageable, you know, eight feet a drop or something like that by the time you get over there, just the way the ground lays and, and everything. And not immediately it's kind of exposing ourselves to being trampled. Yeah. Okay. Uh, exactly Gwyneth that. Gwyneth, help me break the roof here. Okay. But Gwyneth has exposed herself to danger Somehow. here. Yes. And I think because you're both in it together, uh -huh. Great. that that is just sort of... You're both being exposed to danger here. Thanks, Gwyneth. And you're you welcome. hear a crashing sound of wood shattering below you. We need to move quickly. All right, we gotta go fast. Yeah, we're going. I, I'm like shoulder checking the roof somehow. Do your magic thing. Do your magic thing. Oh, that's right. The walls aren't resistant <laughs> to magic. Big whammy. That you know. Watch, I'm gonna be throwing myself out the other side of the roof. Wow, uh, the dice suddenly hate me. Um, this is big whammy, so that's plus weird, which is a 
three plus three. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be an eight total. It's okay. I mean, it's a perfect Okay, success. for a minute, I was really worried that you'd manage to roll a three. No. So what happens <laughs> on a mixed success of it's a... It's a success, uh, so it would be da- damages dealt as expected. I, I think in yeah. this case, maybe there's shrapnel as I, I blow through the roof. Oh, yeah, there's definitely yeah. shrapnel. There's nails and there's splinters all mm. over the place and you take one okay. harm i'll take that that's fine because some of that tetanus. hits you in the head great but there's now a hole through the roof on the side which we're going to save to be kind of benevolent and also easier mm-hmm. the side towards the road and old frig great i love that that's very kind of you okay so do we care about the farmhouse or are we just no worried? we care about living yeah agreed there's and also i think i, I think I think we may need to like help our friends at that at the college because um they're not doing a good job of keeping things under control. I'm gonna be so mad if I was dead. gonna shoot him, but he, he put the button first. <laughs> You'll be mad. I mean, yeah, I'll be mad. Would you like me to be not bad Skip if you're dead? Skip right over. Uh, what is it? Uh-huh. Denial. I'm just going straight to anger. <laughs> right into anger. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I think Gwyneth and Avis, you're going to need to uh, probably act under pressure to jump out of this thing. I mean, you're going to get out because gravity, but the question is, can you land gracefully and run? Where did it go? So say if you bowl a one, you don't just float in midair forever until the next action happens. Break physics. Um, Okay, plus four. Eight. I got an eight. So I got a ten. So Gwyneth got a 10. So you do what you set out to do. You land gracefully in a crouch and are able to start running towards old Fred. All that training. Avis, what I did you an do? Eight. An eight. Uh-huh. Well, this is another mixed success uh-huh. for you then, I'm isn't it, Avis? I'm just losing all sorts of shit. Here we go. So I think that you're... No, no, I think we're not going to do a, a straight-up price well, to pay great. for this one because you don't have anything else out and handy to be taken from you. But I do think that you're already wounded and you're bleeding from the face uh-huh. and you land awkwardly and you go oof and you go down flat on your chest and it knocks the wind out of you and bruises the daylights out of your ribs and you've taken another harm from jumping from the barn. Great. Okay. Just did a belly flop for make feet up. It's I'm bad. Yeah, it's not pleasant. <laughs> and I think as you two are running towards old Frigg, um, Aaron, as you've been watching all of this from Lackler's office, nicely out of harm's way, you've just seen and heard this explosion. You don't know what blew up exactly, obviously. Um, but you've heard the little pronouncement from this self-proclaimed mule skinner. What do you do? I'm not going to do anything because I don't want to start trouble while there's people in the line of fire or in general. But I am going to grab Ericsson's big gun and be ready to shoot. I already have the big oh, gun. He's yeah. got it with him. Cool. I'm just going to keep watching, but ready the rope ladder if I'm needed. But I don't want to start trouble. Meanwhile, on the other end of your little uh, call, Julie is now just shouting, Storm, 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 storm! <laughs> I, think, I think they need started. I think you need to do shit. Yeah, I'm going to start this trouble yeah. by running out and tackling this man. Like, flying tackle him from behind. And oh, I'm going to get kicked by a mule. Now I'm going to be mad but, at you if you mm. die. So, so Erickson, you need to roll to kick some ass on this one. 
I don't want to. I don't want to shoot towards kids. I mean, that's. That seems like a that's bad so plan. That's so morally good of you. I'm just gonna put it on record I'm... here. Gwyneth wouldn't care because she trusts her aim, and she's just like, eh. I won't. I won't actually. My aim is better, and I don't trust my aim. You're lawful good. Well, that's a ten plus one for an eleven. Okay. Which is good. That's um, a success. Um, and then I get bonus effects. You do. Um. I want to force them where I want them, which is to the ground. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I think you're able to do that. Uh, you attack this strange dude in a duster, and he never sees you coming. Um, and he sort of shouts out, oof, and all of that. Um, and you have him on the ground, and I think while there's things about to happen as a result of this, um, I think we should bounce back to Aaron and ask, Aaron, what do you do as you see Erickson make this tackle? I think it's time for a big damn hero Aaron moment, so I'm going to try and smash the window, throw the rope. Actually, I'm going to open the window. You can open the window. In my head, it was yeah. already open. Yeah, I thought so it was yeah, already open. Smash. I close the window. I smash it. <laughs> I just thought it would look cooler. Okay? <laughs> I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna yell, "Get into the building now!" <laughs> You're not going out. And I'm gonna start going through the rope ladder out and try and climb down it as quickly as safely possible. <laughs> okay. So you you do that, um, and I think that you see Kirsten immediately start running towards the building. Julie, however, takes just a step back and is watching Agent Erickson wrestle with this man on the ground while this little pack mule is looking on. And then this little pack mule rears up and stomps and brings both front hooves down on John Erickson. Don't Die! I mean, this is gonna hurt. So, I've gotten kicked by this thing already. <laughs> so, Erickson, I, I think you're gonna take three harm from this thorough stomping that you take. But because of armor, it's only one harm. That's right. You're well Indeed. armored. Indeed, you are at least yeah. well armored. I'm. I'm also the tank. But as as this happens. Um, the man that you have tackled is wriggling away. Um. Alright, I'm... Ugh. I hate using my hands. I would like to... Can I try to grapple him and get him in such a position that he is on top of me? <laughs> like, uh... So that next time this thing stomps, it's on him. I like. I, don't I think, think you could try to kick some kick ass. some ass again and see what happens. Nice. Uh, that's a seven plus one. I don't think you do eight. it, man. Well, I, I I think that on this sort of mixed success, um, I think you're able to get him at least partially rolled up. 
you're on your okay. side, and but he's on the side. He's not on top of you, but he's now on the side of you facing the mule. And as that's happening, you know, you're punching him and he's punching you, and I think you take another harm. But, you know, you have armor and all of that. Um, I think you also notice that he has hard items inside his duster. Oh, let's hope that's not bombs. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can tell what it is, but there's stuff in there. He's certainly packing multiple weapons or items or something. Okay. Well, I want to keep him occupied. Okay, well. I can't use those items. And I, I think that the mule is preparing to stomp you again, and it's shockingly nimble and coordinated and adept, and it How does not seem to... Yeah, the mule doesn't seem to be at all bothered by this wrestling and all that. It's aiming for you very well, Erickson. And what are you doing, Aaron? Can I try to shoot the mule? Please do. You absolutely <laughs> can. What weapon are you using? I've got my little pistol. Okay, and you've climbed out of the window, we're assuming now, I've and approaching. Out the window. Okay. You're I think doing the this. High schooler has a bigger gun than you. And meanwhile, <laughs> Julie has whipped out her phone and is snapping photos of all of this going down watch as the hero hero of rails end kills a horse <laughs> it's so technically i killed a mule it's fine <laughs> so aaron i think you're going to need to roll to kick some ass i think you're exposed to danger as you're charging in here and so this is very much a okay. kick some ass as opposed to act under pressure kind of situation that's better than a act under pressure because i have plus two tough this is going to be a like a like the most direct effect on your reputation yet. Um, I rolled an 11 plus 2. So I get my advanced move for having made kick some ass advance. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and one of the options available is your attack drive the enemy away in a rout. This is why we called you competent at murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he's uh -huh. really good at you're, fighting. You're he just fighter. doesn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's the cowardly fighter bard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well. So, I, I think your tiny little pistol, <laughs> you have pointed at the mule, I assume, Aaron? Yes. And you hit the mule. I mean, you literally hit the broadside of the mule. And... It flinches, um, but the sort of funny thing is it doesn't seem... Well, I guess how much harm does your pistol do? One. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Um, it obviously flinches, and it obviously did not like it, but it doesn't seem to be bleeding or anything. It seems to have just sort of rolled with it. Um, but it doesn't like it at all. Um, and so it kind of hits Erickson with its head John Erickson you're, you then get rolled off of the man you're grappling with you would take one harm but for your armor from this headbutt of the mule but the red duster clad figure then leaps onto the mule is sort of clinging to its back and they go galloping off into the night in a rout thanks to Aaron's aggressive Can attack try to shoot out one of these this mule's legs okay um i 
are you using your pistol for this, I assume? Yeah, my my big gun, I didn't get time to take it out. Yeah. But I have instant recall for my pistol, so... It's in your little pocket dimension there. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think you can do that, but I think you're in such close proximity, this is still going to be kick some ass, as right. opposed to acting under pressure, even though I know you prefer acting under pressure. It's all right. I rolled another eight. All right. And I think as this mule is running away, you get a shot off and you hit it smack dab in the haunches of this poor little mule. What's the damage for your pistol? Two. Two. And it bleeds a little bit from that, but it also kicks. And it catches you in the hand, and so I think you're going to take another one harm and ignore armor unless you've got something on your hand. Nope. Well, I, I have uh, battlefield awareness, which gives me one of Oh, them. okay. So I think that with that for your armor, you, you are going to be able to duck out of the way. And um, normally the kick would take... Well, we'll just say, normally this particular mule kicks for two harm. I was figuring since it was hitting your hand, it wouldn't be plausible to do two harm unless it ripped your hand off. <laughs> um, but with Battlefield Awareness, I think we don't have to shilly-shally about how much harm it does. You just are able to duck out of the way. Okay. And the mule, the pack mule, and the creature escapes into the night. You hear sirens from the fire department heading, you presume, towards the explosion. And Julie is just snapping picture after picture after picture on her phone. I'm going to run. I'm chasing. After the mule in the dark? Mm -hmm. Okay. And Aaron, what are you doing? I'm going to... I'm going to phone Gwyneth. <laughs> <laughs> and warn him that the guy's on the way back. I've... While sort of vaguely running after John, but at a slower pace. I'm Jesus, Aaron, what is your sharp? Because this is a very sharp move. It's good. It's real good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm plus one sharp. Okay. Well, I think you yeah. can call Gwyneth. And I think we will uh, hold on that call for just a little bit as we check in on Gwyneth. Um, Gwyneth and Avis. Get in the van. Get in the van. Sprinting towards Frigg. Um, it appears that the crashing sound was the middle-sized mule escaping. Oh, and you see the two enormous mules and the very speedy medium-sized mule galloping towards you as you're running towards old Frigg. Get in the van! Get in the van! I'm getting in the van! How close are like we? Are we going to beat them? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we're going to let you get in the van. <laughs> But you have a little bit of a standoff here where you've got mules all around the van. You pulled off to the side of the road and one of the enormous draft mules is in front of the van just sort of looking at it. Another one is alongside it on the roadside. And the medium-sized mule is behind you. So what you're saying is I have to freight. drive through wilderness to, if I, unless we get the mules out of the way. I'm I'm saying, yeah, you've got mules in the way. And Aaron Aronson, this is when your call to Gwyneth comes through. I'm gonna just, I don't know if you answer your phone or not, Gwyneth. I'm going to put it on speaker and just sort of lay it on the dashboard. Do you want the good news or the bad news? The good news is no children were harmed. The bad news is a tractor factory. We know I'm aware of the, that. 
Yeah, it, it's not the a tractor just... factory, and you don't know what it was that blew up yet, Aaron. I'm assuming based on the tractor nonsense. It was related to tractors. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah, I've, I've assumed a tractor factory, but I don't know what tractors <laughs> do in Wales End. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we, we drove past a tractor dealership, yeah. and it's no it's burning it's a right now. And also, we have three giant mules Staring around us, and we cannot get out right now. Yeah, you've also got another smaller mule and its rider coming back to you, Great. probably. Love that. Glad to hear it. Avis, can you take my magnum and shoot at the mule through the window? <laughs> around the window. Around <laughs> the window. I'll leave you guys to it. Good luck. Alan hangs up. Thanks, Aaron. Um... <laughs> we need the mule out of the way somehow. Your magic won't work. I could try to talk to if it with magic, but I'm not mule. sure it would work on it. Just scare it away somehow. <laughs> <laughs>